Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins, life coach, recovering perfectionist, crazy animal lover, and your go-to friend for all things wellness. If you're the type of woman who constantly feels burned out, overwhelmed, and like you have zero time for yourself, then this is the show for you. I'll show you that it is completely possible to live a life you look forward to every single day by learning simple, actionable steps to start putting yourself first. Burnout and overwhelm are not welcome here, but a little bit of crazy sure is. So if you're ready for your wake up call with a girl who's not afraid to drop an F-bomb every now and then, let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. You know, I spent the majority of my life being a chameleon. I was someone who blended to situations. I didn't say anything that could rock the boat. It really was important to me to fit in at all costs, like not stir the waters. So I hid my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, and my words for a really long time until I couldn't stuff them down any longer. I gradually learned the importance and power in using my voice. I learned that it was okay to speak my thoughts, that they have value. And in fact, when I speak my thoughts and my opinions, it also gives permission to others to do the same. So my guest today, Erin Galloway, she understands the importance of using her voice, but it wasn't always that way. Through her own personal experiences, she learned to stop holding back. And now she is making a career in helping others transform their otherwise hidden thoughts to powerful messages through her publishing company, Habitize Publishing. And I have to say, if you've been following me on social, or if you listened to the last episode of the Wake Up Call podcast, you would know I recently published a guided journal called Bring Bring Your Shit to Light. And Erin is the wonderful soul who helped me bring my words, my thoughts, my experiences forward. And I can't tell you what a transformational experience it's been for me. So Erin, it gives me great privilege, great honor to have you on the show. You're a repeat guest on the Wake Up Call podcast, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, as always, thank you so much for having me. I love our conversations and I look forward to seeing what gets stirred up today. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of us struggle um, and I don't know if this resonates with you, but I think that there's a lot of us that are people pleasers, the codependents, even perfectionism, I think can often influence us to not speak up and say say what's really going on underneath the surface, whether it's our feelings, thoughts, you know, whatever it might be. And I'm wondering how you relate to this. Oh, I relate to it personally and professionally for myself. You know, I really had multiple life experiences that uh, whether it was being my particular community or neighborhood I grew up in, uh, I was raised Catholic. So you also do not share what you don't need to. And, you know, I think just part of the way I was raised was not oversharing the skeletons in the closet or not really talking about all the feelings that you were feeling. And while many parts of my childhood and my upbringing and my personal lives as an adult um, had many good qualities to them, I would say that, you know, there was plenty that looking back, I would really say that many people would be surprised to know that I also did experience. Um, and I kept them to myself. 
And so I think that that is part of, you know, part of the process as we age, as we get around other people who have also had complicated life experiences and we want to share them and we want to give them a voice. Um, And so, you know, the space and time and where I'm at now and the joy I have in my life, I feel far more comfortable being able to touch on and talk about um, experiences that uh, some I'm not proud of, uh, some that I kept secret, and some, uh, you know, that may serve others now that I can kind of speak up with confidence and comfortability um, and being able to share them with others. You know, there was a couple things that stood out to me. Um, and the first was talking about, I think a lot of us weren't really given language around expressing emotions that it was better. I think we knew happy, angry, sad, and just knew we only wanted to experience the good, like the easy, the happy emotions. And I think that I can reflect on even like the dynamic I had growing up, right? It was, we wanted to keep things happy. Like we didn't really, you know, we brushed a lot under the rug and it's, it feels like this emergence in our society now that we're bringing more awareness to the importance of expressing what's actually going on. Right. I mean, we have, holy shit, we have a, like a mental health epidemic. And I would argue that much of it comes from just this deep seated belief that we're supposed to suppress. But what else I really resonated with is that you're touching on the power that happens in sharing, right? Like that if I share what's really going on with me, perhaps there's a ripple effect of how it can impact someone else, right? There's, it's kind of like service and really like the message from the mess, right? If you could just give us more background on what took place, like some of these experiences in your life that previously you were hiding, but now you've found the power that comes from sharing. One in particular certainly has created a large ripple effect and um, transformation in my life was, you know, when I had to publicly declare that I was choosing to be a single mom uh, to my daughter, and I was publicly stating that this was a choice. Um, And that was really difficult for a lot of people to understand. You know, even to this day and maybe forever, I will never, for my daughter's sake, share all the reasons why I chose that. But There was information about that story and removing myself from a particular situation that I thought was the best for me and my daughter that suddenly other women especially came out very quietly, right? I would get multiple direct messages. They would never comment on a social post, right? Or, you know, reach out in something public. I would get messages from women who were scared about a situation that they were in. And they were like, you're, you're really dealing with it. Well, Um, how can I learn from you? Or there was other women who ended up in similar situations as me, and they were scared to be as public in their declaration of choosing to be a single mom. And so through that evolution of supporting other women, it gave me comfort and saying like, okay, this was a really difficult choice and I'm going to stick with it. And how can it serve not only other women? um, How can it serve my daughter? How can it serve my family? And then ultimately, how can I gain my own comfort in repeatedly saying it, right? I mean, there's the saying it once, but then there's the saying it for months and years to come. Um, And so going through that transformation 
if I had tried to do that quietly and by myself, um, for me, I feel like it would have served some purpose, but being more vocal about it allowed other women to share their stories more with me um, and made it more relatable and just made it a reference point for some of them that didn't know which direction to take. I don't know if this is the right word to choose, but I'm wondering if you felt a validation when you started getting people that reached out to you, like after you made the declaration, what that felt like, like if it, if it did make you think then, wow, this really was the right decision. Yeah. I knew at first it was for me. Like I I knew that that was the right choice. Um, The relationship that I was in at that point had gotten incredibly unhealthy and had really pushed me so far past my boundaries and myself that I sort of felt really lost, like looking in a mirror going, wow, is this, is this who I am? I don't think that's true. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think this is who I am anymore. Um, And I need to change to get back to who I am. And that requires me declaring being by myself and, you know, being a single mom in a semi co-parenting relationship to start. Um, And it really took a period of time for me to feel comfortable with that statement for other people to take a longer period of time to realize like, oh, she really means it. Like, like she, she's standing true to this and she's actually, I'm actually living the life that I think a lot of people could not think I could do. I think there was plenty of naysayers that thought like, oh no, no, she's just going to get into another relationship or, oh no, no, she's, she, you know, she's going to come back. Um, and so as I kept moving forward and I kept making healthy and positive decisions on my own, um, it not only, yes, gained the confidence for myself to realize like, oh wait, <laughs> the girl who was in there, she really did still exist. And the people who thought that maybe I would sort of crumble. And with my decision, we're like, oh, wait, no, she's like doing her thing. (laughs) What was coming to mind as you were speaking of is I imagine there was probably a tipping point that you realized, right? That one, you had to make this decision for yourself, your daughter, but then to really start talking about it and sharing what you were experiencing. The word that just keeps coming up to me is courage. And I'm wondering how you in the days, weeks, months, years that followed after, you know, you making this courageous decision to create a new and healthier future for yourself and your daughter, how did you manage the moments of fear or anxiousness? Like, how did you work through maybe the scarier feelings of like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, now what? Like, how did you get through those moments? Oh, so this is actually, I don't think this is the segue you expected, but this is actually how my publishing story began. Um, So so when I knew at that point in time um, that there would be days and nights that I was away from my newborn, right? So I'm choosing to be a single parent, but I am choosing very strategically to have her dad in her life. And I was like, what am I going to do with myself? Like I have two choices here, right? I could go down a path of like, right, either partying or I could go down a path of like feeling really, you know, a lot of women go into postpartum depression at that point in time. Like I could go down some different paths or I could try to start something that could be 
healthy and on purpose. Um, and that's when I started a pregnancy fitness Instagram account um, because I was super active throughout my pregnancy, which is one of the things that people naysayed me about. Um, at the time, it was not as common. And I started this social community called Pump the Bump, which was, right, staying fit and active and pumping weights while being pregnant. And I started it not knowing anything about Instagram, right? At the time, it was 140 characters. There was no special features, right? It was really, really basic. And I started this, like, I had one person teach me one thing on how to, like, write the 140 characters and post a picture and, like, push publish and then, like, see where it went into the world. And what happened was I ended up creating very organically a significant community of women all over the world that also thought that they were being judged for being active while they were pregnant. And so when I didn't have my daughter with me, I found a replacement through writing and publishing of creating this community of women that turned into actual Olympians and star athletes and big brands. Um, again, at the time, Instagram was way different. There wasn't even the word influencer. And it was also truly a community of people that were finding like-minded individuals. And so I started publishing three times a day. I would publish, I would find people, I would repost their pictures that were motivational. I would, and so that is truly how all of this even began for me. Um, because I knew I had to do something in order to keep my headspace positive and uplifting and productive. Um, and so that is what I chose to do when I decided to make this path for myself. How cool. And I just think about <laughs> probably never in your wildest dreams, did you think the sequence of events that were taking place in your life would happen and then what it resulted in, right? And I just, not to like oversimplify this, but it really just it brings home the point of there is power and things that can happen that we would never imagine when we just start acting intentionally. And I really like to, you mentioned on purpose with what really aligns within ourselves, like authentically, truthfully standing in who we are and speaking, acting from that point. And I think that I think for so long, I was so afraid to speak my thoughts. And while situations were very different, for me to take an action or, or speak an opinion that came from like in a true to me space was terrifying. So I can only imagine when someone finds himself in a situation where perhaps there are health and safety concerns, like how much the, the, the stakes are even higher to make bold choices on purpose and really stand in your truth. Forge forward from that, that place. There's nothing wrong with being um, a private person or someone who is just naturally comfortably more introverted, right? Likes to have a small circle. That is just not who I am. Right. I mean, ever since childhood, I'm a big circle person. I'm very comfortable being in front of a crowd. And so I was like, wait, that's again, is me like rediscovering myself who sort of felt lost in this relationship prior to getting pregnant. You know, I was like, 
I need to find that person again, that person that has a voice and can have impact. Um, and no, I don't need to like go be on YouTube yet, right? That's not where I am to be like a big visible influencer, but you know, how could I just do something? Um, and I imagine that this is partly also relatable to you with the podcast is that as I would go to write and I would, you know, push publish and it would go out into the Instagram world and people who I didn't even know would write me back and they'd be like, oh, you put words to my feelings or you helped describe something I couldn't describe or I used what you posted yesterday as motivation to get out of bed the next morning. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know who these people are. And I'm, you know, I'm not assuming that I am, you know, going to become this next big, like motivational speaker from my one post. But what I know is I helped that one person at that moment on that day. And if my next post hopes another person in a moment on that day, then if I just keep reposting, I don't need to influence millions and millions of people. But as it turned out, my Instagram account organically with no effort whatsoever did turn into over 70,000 followers at its greatest peak. And I had very big brands that are really well known now. Um, at the time, they were much smaller that would write me and say, hey, how can, you know, how can we use your words in some of our campaigns? Or how can we get what you're talking about with health and wellness during pregnancy to be part of what we could share our products as being a part of and supportive of? I thought if I had been so scared to never start a silly, simple, small Instagram account, I would not have connected with so many people. I wouldn't have learned how to trademark. I wouldn't have learned how to start a blog. At one point, I created an invention. Like, I wouldn't have done any of these things. And I mean, what a missed opportunity if I had not just tried, right? Just push publish a few times and walked away from it. I, I don't know what I would have now, right? In hindsight, you don't know what you would have missed, but I know I would have not experienced everything that I have. And I wouldn't be on the podcast with you probably. And then, I mean, anyways, I've, so I've, I've gotten tenfold in our relationship, the things that I've gained from you. So it is funny how the world works sometimes and the way paths cross, you know, when I think about using your voice, I don't think that it's always has to be with the intention of right on a platform. Just like you said, you were just speaking what was honestly going on in your life. And that's why I think it was magnetic because your relatability, the vulnerability, it was just real. Right. And it's, it's interesting is that I think when we start speaking authentically about what we're going through the ripple effect that we can have just in our sphere of influence, right? Like your mom, the sister, the friend, the person at the grocery store checkout, right? Like the impact of speaking out doesn't necessarily have to be that you become some great big grand influencer. But I think that where we really start making change in our life and honestly, the world, I think when we have more of us that are just being honest about what we're going through, I think so many of us are imprisoned in our fears, perfectionism, afraid to look like we don't have it all together. We're afraid to show the ugly. And I think that we're all 
yearning for connection, but we have to stop being so afraid to show the ugly, like the, the stuff that's not so bright and shiny. I'm not trying to sound all like kumbaya, but I really do believe that there's shifts happening in our world. And it happens when we are just more honest about what's really going on and we, and we stop holding back. I just totally got on a soapbox there. So <laughs> it was a really good, it was a really good soapbox though. I think you oh did a my great gosh. job. And it's it just, true. Yeah. It's true. You know, you and I have talked about before. I mean, there's, there's thinking your own thoughts. There's them putting those thoughts on paper. There's then saying those thoughts out loud. And then there's like repeatedly saying, them, right. And so every time you're willing to just think them, write them, say them, right. Say them to others. There's power in that process. And with every step, you get a little bit stronger and you validate your feelings and you probably, you know, you really start to like summarize the thought, right? When you're just thinking it, it's, it can be very complicated. It can be very long-winded. Um, and you certainly, you know, get more intentional with the word choice as you keep like putting vocal words to it and trying to communicate it to others and then someone else responding and there is something about that process. Again, power, not for the negativity, like giving it power, giving it voice, giving it validation um, that can, I don't believe, can come until you actually like say it out loud with words to someone else. And so just going through those steps is really important in also figuring out like what is authentic to who you are and how you can serve others. I mean, we all have life experiences, but we're not going to be remembered for all 25 of them, right? We're going to be remembered for a couple of them. And so which ones do you really want to stand out with? And so that's partly, you know, for me where this path of writing and talking and publishing has helped say like, yeah, I've experienced a lot of things, but a couple of them are sort of my signature life experiences that I feel like could best serve me and best serve others if I talked about it repeatedly. You know, I, I go back to thinking about someone out there listening who maybe does have a hard time expressing what's really going on with them. And it's, and it's not to say that service to others. I struggle with what I'm about to say, because as a recovering codependent, I feel like I place the needs of others before my own. And that was one thing that kept me from speaking out and even understanding what I needed and wanted in my life. But for the person who's maybe struggling to start speaking their needs and maybe you need that extra little nudge to motivate you to start using your voice, I do think it's pretty powerful to think about the impact and influence. Like we, we never know who's watching us and it can happen from like the wildest places from the neighbor. If you do post on social from your family, whatever, like there is a powerful effect when we start acting in accordance of ourselves. Like if someone out there listening is afraid to start just taking baby steps to speaking like their own thoughts, opinions, words, you may very well be influencing someone that you have no idea. So if you need that extra little motivator, like, I don't know, it just that, that sometimes I think gets me through whenever I get into my own head about doubts or fears, it's like, you just never know what ripple effect your actions may have on someone else. 
So I do want to talk a little bit about how you've taken your personal experiences and how that's prompted you into launching your publishing company. You helped me. It was complete divine intervention as far as us coming into each other's awareness. And it's funny, it's that, you know, I had 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 this lingering idea of publishing a book, quote unquote, one day, but also struggled with like, well, who the hell am I to do this? And I feel like your sweet spot is you work with the people, the who the hell am I like people out there that think there's no reason someone would have an interest in what I have to say. So I'm curious if you could walk us through, I know you touched on it a little bit, but like how you came to have the idea that you wanted to help help bring other people's voices, thoughts, messages out there in the world through Habitize Publishing. It's a really unexpected journey. It's just like how I started doing, uh, you know, the Instagram community. It's that I started, you know, really small. I put the idea out to a handful of people, realizing that I had done the work and the training and the knowledge base um, to publish for myself, to learn some steps of a process and, and get a little training. And then I thought, well, huh, this is interesting. Maybe, you know, there's other people out there. And as I put it out to one or two people and they were like, that would be incredibly helpful. And then I put it out to a couple more, right? As you start to validate the direction that I come at is expanding unexpected voices, um, creating more inclusive reading, writing products that are on Amazon and on other places readily available. And, you know, a lot of people feel as if the publishing world is for the others, right? It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. Um, it's something that is really only for really magnetic thought leaders and not for, you know, what people perceive as them, right? Just for kind of your, you know, just your average person that enjoys writing. And I saw this opportunity to help people realize that if they could have the same experience that I did, which is find a community of people that are looking for your voice and help people realize that your voice is important and your perspective is valuable to others. And that by you taking the leap of faith and sharing something that is vulnerable and authentic and helpful, that it may then spark one or two or more people to do the same, right? So to your initial point that you brought up, it's a ripple effect, right? Some of the people that have come to me to publish really want a big expansive audience. And other people are like, you know what? I just have this one small community that I would like to make available what's something that I already have. I have a workbook, I have a journal, and I'd like to make it easier for people to access. And I would like to just be in the practice of writing and publishing and gaining confidence in that space. So when I do go to publish later in life, I'm like, oh, well, I've already done that. That wasn't so scary. Now I could do the next thing. I love that. And, you know, I think that if this is jostling anything, you know, people out there that are listening that thought like, I do have a message I'd like to share, but I'm not like XYZ big time celebrity. I think that thought is, well, shameless plug, a limiting belief that you can, you know, use my journal to kind of work through. But I think the thought that us and them comes into mind, like they have something I don't, that I'm not 
important enough. I'm not this enough. I think those thoughts hold us back. And it's amazing the impact you can have, like how much your story can resonate with others and give them hope, encouragement, motivation, and maybe they're meant to hear it from you. I think that I I just love so much this sweet spot of the people you work with are the ones that probably would have gotten lost in the shuffle or dismissed in other arenas. Mm -hmm. And we're all fucking important, if I may say. Like we all have something to give and we have to start believing that. I know I'm preachy, but I just believe in it because I think that we hold ourselves back from our own potential because we're not convinced of our own enoughness and thinking that, I could never write something. What if I only sell 20 copies? Well, guess what? In those 20 people's hands, you just made an impact that maybe they needed to hear from you, not from some giant, huge mogul somewhere else. You know, it's, I I don't know. I think it's just working through the belief that we're not important enough just as we are. Like, yeah, I'm going to blame my COVID brain right now that I'm not connecting my thoughts as well. But it's just something that that's been my experience in working with you is overcoming my own doubts of who am I to do this? And it's not who am I? It's like, I have something to fucking say, like, so get it out there. And I think you really help that niche, that market, that population of people get their words out. It's helping transform from the who am I to the why not me? Like, why not me? Why not me? People naturally, right, have told themselves that their impact isn't worthy of a book or their impact isn't worthy of something being published and being formal and being packaged. That's where I really like to stop people and say, like, why not? If you have a social media account and you've been posting content for free, you naturally are a writer. You want to have some level of impact on others. You want to be able to make the world a better place. Why is it okay to stop yourself at social media and not take it to a next level? Why is that? Why why are you comfortable doing that? But putting it into a bound book that might be available for someone to purchase. What is that mindset block for you that says that you can't take it to that, that next level? And that's what I like to help people work through. You know, you're obviously, you took a leap of faith at some point with a podcast. You've done more than two episodes, right? So you keep doing it. So for you, you found another platform in addition to social media to lend some voice and some perspective. And then a book or a journal just is a natural next step for you to validate your own worth and your own perspective. And for you to say like, oh, okay, well now I have this out there. What now could I do? It's not this ever search for more. Like that's not what we're going for. It's more of this mindset of, again, that that's for someone else. And then I say, right, why not you? Why not you now? Right? Not, this is not about creating the perfect book. This is not about creating the 500 page bestseller. Um, and so that can also be reassuring to a lot of people is that I remind them that my process isn't about setting you up for a big financial investment in services and a big investment in ads. I'm really getting you to the place that says that I am worth being a published author. 
And I'm going to do this and I'm going to put it out there. And then I'm going to live with that experience, right? I'm going to see where that takes me. And then I'll decide what my next step is. Um, and so I really love helping people take what they were willing to put out either for free, as a lead magnet, as right some free content to the world and say like, no, 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 let's do the next level with that perspective and your writing and see how your impact can grow. I love that so much. And I think if there is any soundbite or takeaway for someone to have from this episode, going from who am I to why not me in any area of your life, publishing or not. I think that thought process, rewiring that belief of who am I to why not me, talk about a fucking game changer, right? It's like we get in the way of ourselves. So like we're not letting ourselves come forward in so many areas of our life because the head drama we have around why it couldn't be me, like all these different things, like in an, in, in a lacking of belief place, you know? So I just, I love that so much. And if, if anyone out here is curious about what it could look like to be a published author, how can we find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Habitize Publishing uh, is really where I, you know, I have my book title name. I have um, my social handles, website, and Habitize Publishing is all about creating the habits to be a published author. You know, I really love for people to come and come from a curious place. That's what everything I talk about is, is to see what type of book, journal, children's book might be your pathway uh, or entry point into publishing and figuring out like if I removed all the excuses for you and all the reasons why to not publish, why would you not do it? Like, let's, let's figure out the pathway to make it happen. And I help people just be curious about what systems they need to put in place, either with me or without me. But either way, I want you to publish something. That's my goal. I love it. And I have to say, obviously, fresh off the experience of working with Erin, had I not found Erin my ideas would still be logged away on my laptop. And I can't tell you what that feeling is like when you see it come to life and you get your first copy of your published, you know, material, your book, your journal, whatever it might be. And just the pride you feel like, I just remember thinking, holy shit, I did this. And it's like, again, why not me? And like, what now, what else can I possibly do? Like, it's, it's really cool to see something that you've, you know, toiled over, come to life um, and actually take action and bring it forward. So I am so grateful for you. And I really appreciate, you know, the conversation we had here that I feel like it was kind of a blend of touching on personal experiences about using your voice and then also segueing into, you know, how can you turn that into something that can have impact on other people through publishing. So Aaron, I really appreciate your time here today. And thank you for joining me on the podcast. And guys, thank you as always for joining me on this episode. And I can't wait to connect with you on the next one. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. Thank you.